This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Who gonna check me, bro? And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I am Dylan Hafer And once again, I am joined by Sammy Sage and Jordana Abraham because it's a Thursday and we're going to talk about Beverly Hills. (laughs) We are so thrilled to be here. Um, What did you think of last night? Oh, it was it was a busy night on Bravo. You know, they're they're really working us to the bone with these like double Sundays, double Wednesdays. Um, I'd like to speak to the schedulers because I feel stressed out, but it was, it was a great night of television. Right. Agreed. Um, yeah. And you were at the premiere party, right? I was at the premiere party. Yes. To celebrate winter house, which what so much to celebrate. Yeah. I mean, I had an issue where like, I, I assumed it was like almost like a season one, like five and a half of summer house. Right. So I assumed my DVR was going to pick it up, but I guess it's like an entirely new show. Yeah, I think they're I think they're trying to, you know, make something they've never really done this before where it's like actually a crossover that's its own thing. But I think it works. I think people are excited for it. I mean, like in the last couple of years, I feel like Summer House has become like so much more legit as a Bravo show. And so I think people are like people are into it. I was sad. Austin and Craig weren't there last night. And I'm like. Could you not get a flight from Charleston? Like, what's what's going that's on? That's weird. Yeah, that's right? upsetting because I would have loved to hear your, like, take on the IRL page Craig dynamic. I know. I did. I, so in the, in the episode when Craig is talking about how he's, like, with Natalie, I, like, saw Paige in the corner, like, tech, she's, like, texting with a smile on her face. And I'm like, oh, she's definitely texting Craig, like... LOL at you talking about your girlfriend right now. Right. Yeah. That. I mean, <laughs> I I thought that they were like a thing going into the show. But then when he was talking about his girlfriend, I was a little confused. Right. And like, I don't know if you guys like are like watch all of Southern Charm. But like last season, it was very like, I'm with Natalie. Like I'm settling down. Like I think she might, you know, they seemed like they were getting serious. Um, and so it was weird to hear him say like, well, we either get married or we break up. And it's like, you could just like stay Stay together. Right, like you could, right. You're not on deadline. Right. I read an article that said that Paige and Craig were totally platonic the whole winter house thing. Yeah, so we're not it gonna seems see them they don't. I mean, Paige is making on the hot tub with Andrea. So right, <laughs> right. An interesting transition. I was confused by that. I was like, wait, when does she? When does the the, the relationship happen? Um, yeah. Wait, wait, Dylan. <laughs> well, I have a question. Okay. Can you, what were Amanda and Kyle like in like their post-wedded bliss? What was that? Um, they seemed great. So I saw them on Tuesday night. I went to the release party for Dave Quinn's book, which I know you're reading right now. I am. Um, and so I was talking to them. Amanda had definitely had some lover boys, um, but she seemed, they both seemed great. 
Um, yeah, I was like chatting with her. She was not, she did not make it to the Winter House premiere party. <laughs> How could she not make it to like that? It seems like a lot of people were missing. Didn't make it. Yeah, Sierra yeah. was the other one who wasn't there. So it was like, That's it like was half the cast. I know. It was interesting because it was like the new people were all there and they were kind of doing their own thing. And then Kyle and Lindsay and then Carl and Danielle were there too because they're supportive besties. You know, we love to see it. Right. Um, and so like they were kind of like a foursome, you know, the like summer house crew mm-hmm. um and then i felt I, I kind of felt bad for Paige because sierra and amanda weren't there and then craig wasn't there so it's like it felt like there was like one cohort missing i'm just confused like why all these people didn't go to the premiere party of their own show i know like, but i met that's i met andrea i met andrea okay. and he's just as handsome in person so he, re- he gives me such vibes of like Sing to me, Paolo. Like, that's who he is to me. Somebody said the, that he reminded them of Cedric, Lisa Vanderpump's, yeah, like, house guest. Oh, something I with the accent. Yeah. Like, there's something, the accent felt so familiar to me. And you're right, that is who it was. We'll see. Yeah, it's like, it's interesting having the new people who are just, like, complete randos to us because, like, everybody else is so familiar and it's like, oh, like Paige's friend Julia just like invited three random friends who like happened to be models. And it's weird, like on a show where it's like so established that it's like, oh, Summer House, Southern Charm. And then it's like, OK, like, are these people going to be like around? Like, do we like them? Do we care? I don't know. They're in the we'll house. See. Right. So, what is there. the dynamic? Gabby's, you know, choosing the best room for herself. I was like, girl, we don't. We can't be doing that. If you were a new person, let's say you were joining the Winter House, right? And you sure. weren't on Summer House or Southern Charm. What would your approach to, like, your room be? What do you think is the ideal approach? To- I feel like I would I would know my place. Like, I would be so... Because I feel like I would be overthinking, like, okay, like, I don't want to... You know, like, I want everyone to think I'm, like fun and like agreeable and like obviously we can have drama like later but like I would be very concerned about like pissing people off on day one I think I would be like very deferential right I would also know that like I did not arrange the house like I thought Kyle was right that because he arranged the house he should get did he arrange the house production arranged he said well he said like he said I mean they're it's, claiming in this house that he arranged the house. So like It's the very fourth Wallian way of being like, Well, we're on this girl's trip for Dorit's birthday. So right, it's right. Dorit's trip. But in that but but when you're gonna play that game, like the person who planned the house gets the be- first pick on the room. Also and like they're the only I, couple. You know, right. there it is a couple, right. so like maybe they we get. We need the- a bathroom and uh, what was the other thing? A closet. <laughs> like, where is Kyle gonna poop? Like, that's a, that, you know, that's a valid question. I I agree with you, Dylan. You gotta know your place if you're coming in. Like, maybe I wouldn't be like so deferential that I would like let the other newbies get ahead of me, but I would mm. definitely let everyone who was like a previous cast member get ahead of me. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like. A little mini hazing situation. Right. I would like. allow myself to be hazed or I would try to buddy up with someone who is a previous cast member and like get in on their room pick. If that oh. were natural, if that were like a natural um, possibility. <laughs> well, yeah, it's kind of like if you were invited on like a bachelor or bachelorette party and you didn't really know. Let's say you're like the bride's cousin. 
who doesn't know anyone. <laughs> yeah. You're not like walking into the house and like picking the best room and being like, well, I don't know anyone. And, and like, I didn't have anything to do with planning this. And I'm just going to like take the best room. Right. It's always the bride and the, and the planner who got mm-hmm. the best rooms. To like G- Gabby and Jason and Andrea's credit, it is a little awkward that Julia, who's the like connecting link, Mr. Flight and is a day late. So they're kind of walking to the house like, hey, like. I was told to show up at this time and I'm still here, even though our like mutual friend is not. So um, let's just, I guess, get drunk tonight. Right. It, it does seem like it's going to be fun. Last night felt like a lot of setup, but. And Lindsay's not even there yet. <laughs> right, right, right. I think, I think it's going to be a pretty good season, but they definitely need that awkward, like we're integrating the casts and the newbies and we're like entering the house. So yeah. it wasn't like I don't think it was the most exciting episode of the season. But yeah, I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was fun. I think the concept works, and then Agreed. we'll see. We'll see kind of whether the show itself is like excellent or just kind of like a fun thing to watch. Right. Or will right. it be the Bachelor Winter Games? Oh, oh God. bravo! I hope not. I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. Okay, let's get into Beverly Hills. I don't want to waste any more time. Oh, no. Um, so the first 
maybe the first half, I don't know, I wasn't timing it, of this episode is a lot of Erica and Tom, um, which we were promised by Andy last week, and I feel like they delivered. Because there were a lot of... This whole Erica situation, there are so many different, like, layers and, like, elements to it. And I think once all the, like, legal stuff started coming out, the divorce element sort of, like, faded into the background. And I liked that they carved out time in the reunion to really, like, go back and pick apart some of the stuff that Erica said about her divorce. Because it was, like, that was the first big shocking thing that happened in the season. And I think it... You know, I had a lot of questions and I felt like some of them were answered. I think he pushed. He did a really good job, like pushing her beyond like her like surface answers to like really get at the question, really get her to like fully answer the question, not just give like a PRE answer. Um, So I thought he was very, very good at like doubling down on the questions to make sure she answered them. Yeah, the money stuff, especially because. Very quickly, you know, we get to the point where she's like, well, where was I going to go? And Andy's like, I know what you make on this show. <laughs> and she says that she gave every paycheck to Tom. So. Right. I thought she did like really well from like a non-discerning standpoint. Like if you're just sort of the average viewer and you don't really have a lot of the details and maybe you don't remember you know, you haven't like combed through previous seasons for inconsistencies. You probably think she did really well. I feel like she was media trained. She felt very prepared. It almost felt like she knew what the questions were going to be. Um, but that just, you know, seems like it was good preparation. But like, honestly, like the story would make mo- more sense if she would just go all in on like, I was trapped. I would never do this again. I was captive. I had no access to money. And if she could explain like, how she suddenly, when all this litigation was about to come out, got the ability to leave right. him. Like, where did that right. money come from? Like, like, and something else that I do sort of wish we could see more, like, you, they kept cutting to Sutton looking, like, really pouty and, like, wishing mm-hmm. she could just be like, that's bullshit. So I would love to have been able to hear what, like, Sutton thought. And I also want to know why, like, Rinna and Kyle and all of them were just, like, obsessed with, like, helping her. Yeah. Well, I thought she made some good points. Like mm-hmm. to give that to her. Like she made some good points, but they were like, well, no one, you know, you you always pretended you had a good marriage, blah blah blah. And then she was like, marriages are like long and complex and sometimes they are good and sometimes they're not good and like, you know, it's not like it's like binary where it's like my marriage is good or my marriage is bad. Like sometimes you have a good year, a few months and things then things turn around. So I thought that was all. But I wish what I wish really wish she would have done is taken some ownership over something like that's really what was missing just like her she wasn't like yeah like obviously a big part of the reason i was with tom was because of the money right or like right like, totally <laughs> this- just admit it it would make her feel better or if she could have been like yeah like i lied those years about it being good or or yeah or and like explaining like why you were suddenly ready to leave him right before. Right. In a real, some sort of real way that gives a little bit that, it, that takes a little bit of ownership over something. Yeah, yeah. I think the timing of her leaving is sort of like the missing puzzle piece to me because I don't have any trouble believing that she gave all the paychecks to Tom. And I don't have any trouble believing that like 
she didn't have like free access to all of whatever money she had made and that the firm was kind of like, you know, controlling the whatever. And so I understand when she says, I didn't necessarily stay because of Tom's money. I stayed because I didn't have access to the money that I had made. Like that, I don't know if it's like 100% true, but it at least makes sense to me. But she doesn't really have a good answer for... Why did you know that it was time to leave last year when all this shit was about to come out? And also then the the added piece of his, um, you know, dementia, memory issues. And she's saying, you know, like it's incorrect to say that he started losing, you know, he had Alzheimer's and that's why I left. But it was part of it. And it's like the timing still is, you know, it feels like she left at a very specific point moment and I don't think she really like you know it could be a coincidence I don't know like lightning can strike wherever but like I don't feel like she really has an answer that wouldn't incriminate her to why she left then well she also in her book she said like this is our money my name's on the tax return like what like I just think there are some I do think that makes sense that some women do not know what is like going on with the money. Sutton's baseball team. (laughs) Right, right. Like she knew that there were lawsuits. She had signed things about them. She, you like, she, she tries to play a little too stupid while she, the whole time she wanted to be seen as really smart. And it's like, okay, so you're giving your $600,000 Bravo paycheck and your to your husband and he's putting $20 million into your account and there's not real revenue coming in. Like where, and you know that there are lawsuits that allege that his money is illegitimate. So like I maybe she, she probably can't say this legally, but even if she had been like, Honestly, the lawsuits against him really made me see that he was doing funny things financially and that I should try to get out as soon as possible. Right. Like, even or if he's always that, been, a, He's always been a little, you know, well, she's, she almost like, it's like she should have played more into the like, oh, I, none of the doctors would see him because they were afraid he would sue them. Like, play more into like, yes, Tom has always been like really like shady and some of his stuff has been kind of shady. And so this to me was like, I had a feeling she could have said like, I had a feeling something was like, there's just, she just really can't play both sides. Well, she kept both sides because she kept saying like, because Andy was like, oh, is it because there was no more money? That's why you left. And she's like, no, I have the debts. It's like, but when did you find out? That's really like you said, what she wasn't answering. It's like, when did you know that you were going to be taking his debts? And then- Right. She knew at least a year before because she had signed something that said that his creditors will be paid before she is paid. Like like in terms of marital assets, like if there's something like that, she signed something that said that. So she knew that for before the pandemic. Like that right. was yeah. And certainly she knew when she filed for divorce that she wasn't going to be getting half of some, you know, 50 million dollar fortune. Like she knew that that was not the situation. The only thing that can right. explain that to me is if there is <clears throat> offshore money that she is somehow like sticking with him to try to get access to. Even if it's only like $10 million, she she wants to be able to get that. 
that's the only explanation for me that's like why she wouldn't just throw him under the bus. If he really did treat right. her so terribly, why wouldn't you just throw him and he cheated on you? Like everyone would understand if you threw him under the bus. But it's because you're trying to play like both sides. It just doesn't – It does, and she's so like contrarian and like just like bad on social media. Right. Like, it doesn't make any sense. What she should have said is like I never left Tom because – or I don't know if she can legally say this. But what she really – what's probably true – Tom has a Tom and I have a prenup where I don't really get anything. No, they have divorced. no prenup. They have no prenup. Yeah. Why would Tom, a lawyer who's on his like third wife, I don't maybe know, maybe because he knew that he not didn't have really a prenup. have any money. Maybe that to was, me doesn't make any sense that he wouldn't he have a prenup. That, maybe the whole time he was just spending everything that came in, and like he, I don't know, like I mean that's how a Ponzi scheme works. That's how a Ponzi scheme works. Doesn't you know. He, doesn't it seem crazy to you that a lawyer who's like, <laughs> well, sha- like, not at the lawyer who's marrying, a, who's on his third wife, who's marrying one woman 20 years young, 20 something years younger than him wouldn't have a, that to, that's like the weirdest thing of the, that I've heard Again, this entire season. He has been illegitimate his whole career. He's been do, pulling the shit his whole career. So it's like. Why wouldn't he have a prenup? Maybe because he knows he wants to stick his wife with his... Maybe he knows he doesn't have any assets to split. Like, well, So the the part last night that really, like, rubbed me the wrong way, like, I was sort of, you know, I was taking in what Erica was saying. I was, you know, maybe buying some of it, buying other parts of it less. But then when Andy asked sort of how all the accusations against Tom were affecting her feelings toward him. And Erica is like, well, you know, like, I sincerely hope that it's not all true. And Andy's like, do you really think there's a chance this stuff isn't true? And Erica's like, I think there's a chance. We don't know. We have to get to the bottom of it. And it's like, first of all, we don't have to get to the bottom of anything. You're not, like, investigating this yourself. But also it's like, she makes her, like... She's saying all this stuff about Tom. She He took her money, like all this stuff. And she's, you know, now she's responsible for his debts. But she still won't, like you were saying, she won't throw him under the bus and say, yeah, it's really fucked up what he probably did. And, you know, say something about the victims and all of this. It's like people are calling her out for using the word allegedly. And it's like because she still hasn't fully accepted that this is true. Right. It doesn't right. make sense. Like, why are you hedging your bets like that? Like, what? She the just point? keeps saying, like, because um, she thinks maybe if they can't prove it, she won't have to be on the hook for any money. Like, and that's probably her. Well, calculation. also, I can I can understand where, unless she was like ready to fully, fully like, I, she was married to this person for twenty years. So anything, but anything she says about him on the show will be used against him. If she says he probably did it, they're going to use that in court. They're going to use whatever she says. So I can understand why she might, unless she's fully, fully turning on him, she really can't say, and I think he did some something bad. Which, again, is like, why isn't she fully turning on him? Right. There's she's no not, money. Like, she's like, not like, she's not like in the car with him, but she also isn't like fully detaching. She's like. She, she, her wagon is still hitched to him, you know, right, like right. she's not, she's only, 
Which so, I think can only be explained by the possibility of getting some offshore money. And like, she's why only turning on him. $10 million in a Cambridge right. account. Like, our watch what happens live drinking game word today is offshore money. No, like, <laughs> why would he not put $10 million in an offshore account just well, in case? Like, and why would she continue to hitch her wagon to him if all the money is truly gone? Right. Well, she's only turning on him. She's ready. She's extremely happy to turn on him in any sort of like personal way. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, he's been cheating. Yeah, he's an asshole. He was like kind of like not supportive and didn't hug me and was verbally abusive. But like that, she's fully able to like throw him under the bus, but not this, which is interesting. Can we talk about the ankle and the and the the coma and the surgery like that still makes no sense to me. I feel and like then I'll I get saw, to that. Okay, right? I saw someone on Reddit suggest that she knew that if he died, she would then be on the hook for his debts. So that's why she didn't want to, like, let them put him under. I just... Interesting the, theory. I, don't I know. feel like the whole car accident story, like... Obviously, a lot has been made of the fact that it sounds unbelievable or there, you know, the details don't always match up the way she tells it. But I just feel like with this story, it's like I almost don't care to hear her talk anymore about it because I don't feel like the more she talks about it, I'm not getting any more clarity on what actually happened. And I don't feel like she's ever going to tell a version of the story that I feel 100% like, okay, yeah, like now we know what happened. So it almost feels like a moot point to like... Like a distraction from like the real issue. Right. And I think with with some of the Erica stuff, and I think this is one of those topics, the other women aren't really going to have anything to say about it. Like a lot of this Erica stuff feels very one-on-one between Erica and Andy. And like, while I think that is like important to get through, I almost want to get to some like juicier stuff that like the other women can weigh in on. Like Sutton barely said a word on last night's episode. And like, I'd like there to be a little more back and forth, I guess. And also like, how come Andy can ask her all these questions, but Sutton can't. She's not threatening to sue Andy on the show. So, Eddie, you better watch your watch your mouth. <laughs> yeah, like, seriously, I mean, like, there is a, I mean, obviously, like, one is a clear interview, almost, yeah. and one well, is a friend. Also, but... like, Erica didn't do one single piece of press this entire season. Like, she was fully benched during the season, and so the reunion, like, literally is the only time that she's had any kind of platform, been asked any questions outside of the filming context. And so like it is, it almost feels like it's like, this is the interview that you're going to do. And it's going to be Andy on the reunion couch, which is weird, but right. I mean, if I were her and I were her publicist, I would stop. I would tell her to stop saying, I have to look out for me. (laughs) I just feel like she kept repeating that. Like I, the victims like, totally feel bad if that's what happened but i need to look out for me but i need to look out for it's like just don't say that like we get that's sort of implied just don't do it splash refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage i'm reaching for again and again when i'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful i believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. 
Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. You know, one part that I did kind of like believe and felt rang true to me was her when she said that Tom was on a loop. Like, I thought that actually, like, I do believe that Tom deteriorated, but I think she's using his deterioration in a, as in a way that it doesn't actually justify what he did. Like, I think he was doing those things and he also happened to start to deteriorate. Right. Like, I actually, I, I'm on board with the dementia, Alzheimer's, whatever, like, that stuff makes sense to me. Like I've had family members who have gone through that. And so I've seen that process and like the whole, like telling a story from 20 years ago and like knowing that story doesn't mean that you're like a hundred percent with it. Like, and I think the way she kind of explained that last night feels it rings true of like having a loved one with dementia. And so like, but I, I think you're right that it's like, I don't feel like that is, I feel like that's a totally separate issue than like any of right. his career dealings. Well, I right. think it probably plays into it in a sense, right? Because let's say you're Erica, you know, your husband's been doing some kind of shady things, but like he seems to have been getting away with it for quite a while. All of a sudden he's starting to get a little sloppy about it, probably because he is mentally getting a little bit like less capacitated. Right. And then she's probably realizing like, okay, He's not doing this as well as he used to because he doesn't have like he's not fully functioning. He's going to go be going down because people are starting to realize this. And like who's next to him? It's like me. And who's going to have to deal with all of it? 
it's me. And maybe that's when she decided to leave. It's like, right. Because it's she's like, going to have to almost do right. mo- She's going to have to deal with it more than right. because he's like, um, has dementia. Right. But she can't say that because then it's like, oh, actually, I kind of knew the whole time, but I didn't do anything because it didn't seem like it was right. going to fall on me. But it's like, okay, you have like his crimes and then you have her putting like all these like clouds in front of it. Like, ooh, the dementia, the car accident, like the, you know, the, these, all the, the affairs, like she puts, it's like, okay, all those things can be true, but you still have the crimes and everything else you're saying is just obfuscating that. I oh, Wait, this just occurred to me with what you were saying, Jordana. If she hadn't filed for divorce, do you think there was a chance that they would have made her his conservator? Probably. Yeah. And right? I bet she did not want that responsibility. Wasn't- like, she did not want to be the one who was, like, put in charge of handling whatever like she's obviously she still is like liable for stuff she's named in lawsuits she's on the hook but like she doesn't have to like go to all these court dates and like speak on behalf of tom and like i bet that was something that she really didn't want to be like around for she could have said she didn't want to be it they could have made it just like an attorney could have been her his conservator like i don't think she she would have been like okay had to do it Maybe. I don't know. I mean, like, it might have looked weird if she wasn't. No, no, no. You can, it is very common to just, if someone has dementia, that the spouse does not want to be the conservator. I don't think that's, like, that fishy. Like, a lawyer would be better at it because they can, like, navigate. That's true. You know? I actually don't think, I mean, she could have been, but I don't think she would have been. Okay, I I want to move on a little bit. I want to ask what you, what you thought about Dorit saying that she has taken a lot of shit for a long time because she is an easy target. Because I thought that was... Is I'm she like, an easy target? I think I she's kind like, of an easy target. I feel like Dorit is an easy target because she makes herself an easy target. Like, she... Yeah. She speaks a lot. She says a lot of things that I think are easy to, like bring up and be like right and I think she it's like if you put yourself in the position of being an easy target then yeah you might get shit coming back at you and I feel like she was trying to like play the victim a little bit and it's like (laughs) Dorit shoots from the hip and that's why like sometimes you can agree with her and like 50% of the time you can agree with her and 50% of the time it's like what the fuck are you talking about like and I think that that's good for a reality show but like now she's trying to like turn it into a story of like everyone picks on me. And it's like, no. It's right. Her. It's like you say dumb shit and people are going to respond to it. That's not the same as people like antagonizing you for no reason. Correct. Like Garcelle, I, I think people kind of antagonized her for no right. reason. No one really did, does that. To what did you think? There was a, a rumor. Or I can't remember like who, where it originated that Dorit is like on the chopping block for season 12. I, I heard that and I wish it wasn't Dorit. I wish it was Rinna. Rinna. Like, yeah. I think, better, yeah. I, think, I think they'll keep her around. I think Dorit is good for the show in the sense that whether you like her or not, she can kind of, She'll play with anyone, and I think she's less... You know, Rinna is somebody who takes such a strong stance, and then it just, like... I feel like it can develop in a way that's, like, not enjoyable to watch, not entertaining, whatever. Like, yeah, like, it's happened a couple times, whereas Dorit, I feel like she maybe is less, like, 
strong in her convictions, but that almost helps because then it's like, oh, like you can, you can still like go to lunch with anyone. You're not getting in these like massive rifts that then you can't be in the same room with someone. Do you think it also came down to like, oh, we'd rather have Harry Hamlin than PK? Oh God. Do they have Harry Hamlin? Harry Hamlin's not that interesting. I agree. I actually think PK is more interesting. He at least like like he seems like a nice normal guy. Why is that good TV? No, like I don't care (laughs) about your sauce. Like I'll buy it in a store. I don't need to watch it on TV. Harry like begrudgingly does one episode a season. PK like shows up to film. (laughs) PK will start drama. PK is arguably more funny and interesting than Dorit, which I guess people have said. Um, Do you think Dorit had a nose job? Maybe she had like a filler nose job. I was I was just gonna say I could see her I could see her dying on the hill of I haven't had a nose job, but she did the like non surgical, right? You know, I think she probably did. Like, why wouldn't she? She has. She just say that then. Everyone would just like forget it. No, she probably is like that's not the same as like she looks as a rhinoplasty. Honestly, she looks great. I don't give a shit. Like I don't care either. It's just like funny yeah, that like it is if she, fun. yeah, if she had it, I don't I just think she should say it. I've had filler put in my nose, but that's not the same. Like they did not break the bone. She's like, Andy, when you go to the doctor and you say I want a nose job, that means you're going under anesthesia, they're gonna be breaking the bone, skin is broken. Andy, I never did it was a needle. Yeah. <laughs> a three week recovery. <laughs> She's like, I never had to wear the bandage. <laughs> yeah, she does look great. So yeah. whatever she's doing. Um, and she made up. a birthday video for Harry Styles, which was out of nowhere. First of all, Harry Styles watches Housewives. Okay, random. But Very random. The clip of Dorit being like, Harry, I found out you were watching our show in quarantine and I love to hear it. <laughs> what, are, what is happening? Right. That was so what weird. What about how Kyle was clearly, like, still upset that Drake didn't follow her? She was, like, she definitely felt, like, a little bitter about it. I want to know, I want to, I want to know what Florence Pugh was saying in Rinna's DMs. Ooh, same. <laughs> but Florence Pugh just did a movie with Harry Styles, so maybe they were, like, chatting Beverly Hills on set. Interesting. Or maybe Rinna was trying to get Florence Pugh to set up Harry Styles with Amelia. That... That could be too, but Olivia Wilde was the director of that movie. True. So that could have been awkward. He's I think I think Kathy Hilton, um, I'm a little annoyed that they won't get into the cat the Hilton mom like thing. They will not touch that. The more they don't touch it, it, the more they don't touch it, the more curious people become and the more um shocked they will be when they read about her. I almost feel like with Kathy, like She's obviously in a different position than anyone else in this cast because she's not full-time. She's not, like, angling to get a diamond or anything. So I feel like she probably has more strict boundaries of, like, what she will and won't discuss. And I think probably the producers and the editors and the network and everyone, they've seen how much everybody has enjoyed Kathy this season. And so I feel like they probably would rather tiptoe around upsetting her and like bring her back next season, then like mm-hmm. push her to a place she doesn't want to go. And then she's like, fuck this. I don't need to do this. Yeah. I mean, right. Kathy, their mother is a horrible person. Like, <laughs> like really and she's, I mean, she's sitting there crying horrific. hysterically on the show yeah. about her. I think and it's like when you've read about her, it seems very weird. 
I actually think that there's like a bit of a Stockholm syndrome between like these three women and their mother. And Kyle's the only one who's like even remotely like been willing to like in any way explore like their mother and how she behaved. Like not even, but not even like in a real way. And then she's but really Kathy doing it in an idealized even, like, way too. She, she I not? mean, they're all doing it in an idealized way, but I think Kathy is like on another level, meaning like she won't, she wouldn't even talk about how she like couldn't cook. And like I, Ky- yeah. and Kyle was like, yeah, like she couldn't cook. Like, I, but that doesn't even go to like the, the real and essence the fact of that Kathy Avanzino. When Kathy said that she still had never actually watched American Woman, like that was telling to me because that I don't caused, watch TV. <laughs> I don't really watch a lot of TV. Uh, she watched the trailer. But like that that was such a big source of strife between the sisters. And so it's like, you, you know, even if they disagreed about what was offensive or what was crossing the line, it's like Kathy doesn't even technically really know what she's talking about when it comes to the show itself. And so I think I have to imagine that, you know, even if Kyle has decided to put it aside, she must still be frustrated by that, that it's like Kathy is still like saying how this show was disrespectful, but she never actually watched it. Well, the Kathy more they probably talk about knows, it, the more people are curious. Kathy probably knows it's like a slippery slope. Like once you open one, one thing, like it could, like it could become like a publicly yeah. like acknowledged thing about how, just how crazy their mom was, or just how like yeah. she's right about that. She is totally right, right. about that. That it, I get what she's like. If you're, if you're starting a TV show, you're opening the door to people like. Right. Digging. Right. Like, even if your TV show is like a loving tribute, you know, with some, you know, maybe unflattering moments peppered in there, if people are like Googling, like, what was Ka- B- Big Kathy right. actually like, you know, like there, there might be some, yeah. some info there. But also, with, you know, obviously Kathy is in a position of power on the show, but in her relationship with Kyle, you know, Kyle's never going to like really push back because she doesn't want to damage what she's been able to rebuild with Kathy. And I think, you know, Kathy is the alpha in that relationship because Kyle of the sisters. Yeah. yeah, Because Kyle, you know, she doesn't, she likes being on good terms with Kathy because um, that makes her look good. Kathy's the alpha of the relationship because she most successfully lived out her mother's command, which was to get married to someone extremely wealthy and have a lot of children with them. You know, Kyle didn't do too bad on that either. No, Kyle did great. Like, honestly, I think Kyle's probably like upset that big Kathy didn't get to see like Mauricio at his most wealthy. I think, but yeah, but I mean, Kathy, has like almost the more public recognition of like the Hilton brand, which is obviously a little stronger. Than yeah, like totally. And, and, and Nikki Paris married a Rothschild. a Rothschild. Right. And so, Paris Hilton is like, obviously like the most famous of all of the people that we're talking yeah. about. I highly recommend anyone who's really interested in like the deets about Kath- Big Kathy read House of Hilton. Like there are I so need to, many. I need to get into details. that. I read a summary last night. It I was some a, very shocking. It's incredibly stuff. fucked up. Like I understand why Kathy doesn't want like her mother to go mentioned at all because there was a really bad There's anecdotes like a whole about thing her about, out there. Like, about her mom like pimping out young girls to like rich. There's men. also a whole thing about her mom pimping out. Kathy. Well, not yeah. okay. Kathy and other. Yeah, she was like yeah. almost like a fucked up matchmaker, but like in a more 
like sexual way. Allegedly. For, like, for, allegedly. <laughs> Madam <for> Matchmaker. <laughs> basically yeah. for like young girls and like rich men. That one I think in the book was like a little bit less certain. Like the specifics were less. Um, allegedly. They, the allegedly. specifics were less concrete on that. But like she fed her mother-in-law. Oh no. She fed her daughter, her stepdaughter, a cheeseburger with a screw inside it. Because she because she had very nice teeth and she wanted to fuck them up. Maybe that's why Kathy is so interested in dental work. <laughs> yeah. Which we're going to talk about on part three. Yeah. In the preview and they're like, who would let Kathy Hilton cut their hair? I'm like, what are we doing here? How is oh this God. How is this what we're talking about? Uh, but I, I'm excited to see Erica. I feel like next episode, the Erica stuff we're getting into is going to get a little more like intense. We need and to like, be more talk. combative, I think, with the exactly. other housewives. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I'm really excited for. I, I do want them to get into her fight with Sutton. Because, like, exactly. regardless of what happened with Tom, the fight with Sutton was, like, its own piece. I'm sure it'll have a whole section. Right. And, like, we, you know, we see Andy kind of pressing her about, like, what is this, th- like, threat? Like, what are you what are you saying is going to happen? I, I need to know, like, when she says it's not a threat, it's a promise. It's like, okay, but, like, what are you promising? What? What are right. you promising to do? Please explain. Please elaborate. <laughs> you can almost see what she learned from Tom in the way she, like, responded to these to these accusations like you can kind of see how he was able to keep like the accusers at bay for so many years because he clearly like he'll sue them use these like bulldozing (laughs) tactics yeah and you know clearly clearly doctors were worried that he was gonna sue them which is like such a strange like it's telling yeah it is people were scared of him i mean like it's a it's a whole thing and like erica whether or not it's real in actuality she still is tied to the thing of tom girardi and yeah i don't know know. allegedly it's pretty crazy it It, is uh it's been a good season it has been a great season we still got two episodes two more parts two more parts um but thank you guys i'm so glad you were able to join me today uh hopefully everyone enjoyed this episode if you did make sure to leave a five-star review um and subscribe follow whatever so you don't miss any of our episodes you can follow us on instagram at bravo by betches and just be cool don't be all like uncool Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.